Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. We are at episode 89, 89 weeks of giving it to you raw, real, and uncut financial news, that is. So make sure that you five-star rate, subscribe, and review wherever you are listening, whatever DSP and platform you are listening on. Of course, this week, we'll talk about the news, we'll talk about our roundtable, and we will get to question of the week. So thank you all for listening, and please enjoy the show. All right, let's get to our market update this week. And we've really seen kind of a whipsaw October. Really, it's been a a, a kind of a combination of rising rates, rising yields, um, kind of a debt ceiling area in Congress. They're worrying about government default. um, And we're seeing the debt limit, which actually they've avoided the situation as of this morning. So futures are up. So we've gone back and forth with the market pulling back and then recovering and bouncing up. And now we're seeing even another, you know, leg higher. So a a broad range of things are happening with, you know, tech bouncing back. You know, you're seeing a lot of different things as far as the reopening plays bouncing back. Um, And and really the big thing that the market was looking for was avoiding the, the government default with raising the debt limit which you did, a temporary deal is gonna be in place to raise that debt ceiling um, and kind of quell a little bit of the market concerns over the past few weeks. Um, and, and that's pretty much what you're seeing right now. And it's been really, a, yeah, a volatile month, but I think, you know, that's the the thing of having a, a sound strategy. If you were making, you know, jolted moves based on anything day to day, you obviously wouldn't be in a good position at this point right now. Um, and so that's that's kind of the market update. If we skip over to the news, we're talking GM, we're talking EV, we're talking robo-taxis because General Motors is kicking off a two-day investor event. They did kick that off and they really outline a plan to double annual revenue to $200 billion by 2030. And they said that all of its cars will be electric. All its cars will be electric by 2035. Um, and that's really this big underlying theme that everyone is moving towards electric vehicles. And, and, and you're seeing General Motors, all the legacy automotive, automotive automotive makers are doing so and they're no different so they're saying that they're moving that i actually like the idea of robo taxis right like everyone i mean there's some people that like driving some people that don't i'm okay i like driving but i actually think it'd be cool just to sit back and let ai technology take me where i'm going while i'm surfing you know social media and whatnot that sounds really cool to me so when we get there we're what 15 years away from a lot more automotive vehicles and robo taxis on the road. You're seeing all these companies going towards that um, with these tech enabled car platforms. So let's see it. Let's, let's see what happens. It'll be really, really interesting. And the big news this week was the Facebook news on many fronts. First, you had, you know, the Frances Hagen, she testified in Congress. Um, she was the whistleblower that brought to the forefront a lot of data um, as a former Facebook employee, she brought a lot of data on Facebook that they uh, kind of internally had and pretty much showing that they care about, you know, profits over, you know, what content's being shared and what's, you know, how it's affecting the nearly 3 billion people that log into Facebook Facebook family of products online every day. Um, and so, yeah, that was brought to the forefront. I think there's a Wall Street Journal article. You can read it if you haven't. Um, I, I skimmed through that and read that. And she had some, you know, compelling points. And then Mark Zuckerberg also went back and kind of, you know, disputed and re- re- disputed some of the things she said in his post and his his kind of, 
you know, letter outlining what Facebook's claims are on that side. Um, and so, you know, that's going to be a contentious thing. They're seeing that back and forth. You saw the stock dip a little bit, then recover. There was also the outage. The, the, another big thing, the outage happened. And I don't know if like you were like me, you know, where you lose Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then, you know, WhatsApp was also down. So they're big family of products and you're pretty much checking every dime. You're still addicted to checking and it was just not updating your timeline. But I don't know, the weird timing of that is kind of interesting where everything went down um, on their family of products and and the timing with all that's going around. It was a little bit weird, but you know, that's, this is something that's a, a, probably the biggest story of the week. It's a compelling story. Um, and tell, what are your thoughts against profits over user safety, the algorithms, the way they push certain things to the forefront, whether it's on your Explorer page or on, you know, what you see in your timeline, because it's obviously not sequential like it used to be. It is now based on a wide range of things. And I don't claim to be an algorithm architect that fully understands it, but everyone knows that we are seeing certain content on our timelines versus others, um, especially when you follow a lot of people, you're not seeing everything they post. So what does this mean? How does this affect it? Is this regulated? These are still things to be seen, um, and we'll we'll be watching this closely. And there was also more kind of social news, but Twitch, which is the Amazon um, subsidiary, um, they had a, a hacker gain access to their information, and the hacker documented a list of Twitch's top earners, um, showing gross earnings since 2019. Um, and they've paid out a lot of people on the platform, um, from voice actors to streamers to different people. Um, and yeah, it was just interesting to note that, you know, data security, cybersecurity, all these things in this age are important. Obviously, Amazon company Twitch, um, a, a huge gaming esports, you know, just a streaming platform um, was hacked. And, and, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on in the video game and streaming space in the esports space. Um, and yeah, numbers are actually rising in that area in the sense of what this industry is becoming. I got a PS5 recently and I, you know, I haven't gamed in a long time, but now I'm back. Hopefully can get my skills up so I can play against my friends, but I am not that great yet. I'm still practicing. I'm just doing practice right now. Got Madden, got NBA 2K. I'm just practicing before I get online and actually challenge people because I am not ready just yet. Um, but this is, you know, an aside, and we'll be watching what happens in this area. And and really, you know, in more, you know, let's just talk generalized news. These are generalized stats of a survey that was done for teens. Um, and let's see what's going on. Like, let's see what the younger generation is doing when it comes to all their consumables and, and, and all those different things. But let's look at it. So there was a survey done. Um, and, you know, the big thing we saw in the, in, that they saw in the survey is, Tech, I, 87% of these teens that they surveyed had iPhones, which is, you know, pretty interesting. Remember when Samsung and Apple were kind of like neck and neck? Now it's pretty clear that most prefer iPhones over any Samsung Galaxy. Um, and then the top teen social media was Snapchat with 35% share, then followed by TikTok with a 30% share. That's interesting. So teens aren't really, they're definitely not on Facebook um, and they're, it seems like they're not as much on Instagram as compared to, you know, Snapchat and TikTok. Um, 22% of teens have heard of NFTs and 10% of them have had purchased, which is interesting. Entertainment and fashion-wise for the survey, Nike is the top team brand holding the spot for the 11th straight year. Adam Sandler is their favorite celebrity? What? that? And then followed by Ryan Reynolds. I didn't know teens knew who Adam Sandler was. 
he hasn't had a good movie since they they weren't even born the last time his good movie was out. That's that's quite interesting. Um, Crocs are on the rise. I I don't I don't know if I get that. Um, I will, you know, my I don't have any Crocs, but maybe I should purchase them. You know, uh, politics. Fifty four percent of teens consider their carbon footprint when making a purchase. That ESG that everyone's been talking about seems like the younger generation is more in tune to that rather than the old guard that's still investing in oil and different things. Um, so that's interesting to note. And the most important social and political issue to them is the environment followed by racial equality. Interesting. Follow. <laughs> of course, it would follow that. Um, um, that's interesting. But hey, this is what the teens are doing. It's good to know we we'll keep up with what the younger generation is looking at because that is going to feed into they're the next you know, wealth generators. Um, and so it's interesting to see what they're doing. More social and content news. This is really a content-heavy, social news-heavy week. Really dominated the airwaves. That's what I talked about all week on CNBC. Um, and it was dominated and, and dominated the airwaves. And you got Netflix K-Thriller, Squid Game. It's going viral. It's driving social media. It's driving social media conversation, memes, all these different things. And Netflix seems to have one of these hits per year. And I knew that was coming. I was, you know, pounding the table about, you know, Netflix and, and the stock and, and different things, you know, for a month ago on, on CNBC. And now we're seeing a big run because this is a big hit. It's looking to be their biggest um, show yet. Um, and it's quite interesting. It's a great show. I watched it. was in, was enthralled for a good three days. Um, trying to get my girlfriend to watch it. She still has not, but it was great. It was great. I think clickbait is also good, um, but it's something that's understandably um, to know. And Netflix spends about $17 billion um, at, on you know production of original content. Um, and so there's so many hit shows that they, that they show out, that they bring out to the table. That's, that's quite interesting. I talked about the outages. Um, there was a big outage on Facebook um, and, and Instagram and WhatsApp. I don't exactly know what how it was, what happened. It was confirmed that there's you know I was caused by a routine update. Um, I know Zuckerberg came out with a with a story or with a with a post about what happened, but um, it was a really more than 3.5 billion people that use these platforms cannot get communicated to their family and friends. Um, so that was a quite big news to see. Uh, but again, this is a social heavy, news heavy week um, that kind of led off the week. But, you know, that's all we have for it. That's all we have for this week. We're going to go into our roundtable. So we'll see you in the next segment. Question of the week. It's back and we have an interesting question. Let's dive right into it. So. The listener says, my 83-year-old mother is not the best of health. She handles the finances and manages her property. She's been married to John. She's married to, excuse me. She's been married to John for 48 years. John appears to have learning difficulties. The pastor of John's church opened a bank account and had John add his name. John will do almost anything for his pastor. I advise our mother to call the bank to see if John or her would be financially responsible if the pastor were to write checks and not make good on the funds. My mother did call the bank and was told yes, she and John would be responsible. My mother and John have a house together in California. My concern is that the pastor, knowing John's mental state, is taking advantage of John and making and may cause my mother to end up being in a financial hole. My advice to my mom is to try to obtain some documents saying that John cannot legally sign a document which can jeopardize their assets without her knowledge. Can this be done? Is this normal? Uh, definitely not normal. Obviously, the pastor is is 
is not adequately set up and obviously is not um, a financial advisor, a CPA, is not even a lawyer or doctor, someone that should be managing or not even managing, but being able to have this kind of control over someone's finances. Definitely not normal. Um, so this person is possibly trying to take advantage. I don't know why there'd be any situation where someone would have to open up an account with their pastor. Um, there's been obviously shady stuff done in the past with that. Um, so what you want to do is talk to a stepdad or father and see what is the purpose of the account consult with doctors and test um, and have a cognitive abilities test um, evaluated for the stepfather. Um, so they may, maybe avert this account or shut down this account because it's not adequately, you know, this is not an adequate thing and not something that should be done. Um, there's a lot of people with disabilities or older people that are, you know, very susceptible to fraud and different things of that nature from anyone. Obviously, that's just horrible that it's a man of the church. Um, but it could be anyone doing these sort of things. So you definitely want to work with someone like myself that's registered and able to do what they do for a lot of people. So that's crazy. It's crazy stuff to go on. Hopefully this works out for the person. And yeah, we're kind of wrapping this episode up. And I think the big thing, everyone stay safe, stay healthy. We're getting into October. We're getting into, I think it's Halloween this month, right? Um, so stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. We'll see you next week. Hey everyone, we are back for the roundtable, um, and this week I want to discuss um, something that's quite important. I think um, I named this episode "Single Source" because, with the proliferation of so much literacy or as financial content, I should say, out there on social media from your family, friends, everyone likes has to have input on stuff they pretty much don't know anything about, especially when it comes to investing. How do you block out noise and focus on what's important for you? And that's, you know, a lot of things, a little bit what I talked about last week, which was discussing um, our, our situation where we think we buy into our plan. And so when you have bought into your plan and you have a single source, hopefully your trusted advisor of information, uh, of a strategy, of a plan for your long-term goals, that is why you would block out the proliferation and the, 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 the barrage of, of unneeded a lot of times content out there, right? That's, a, that's some of the reasons why I don't always, I don't often have other people on this podcast or anything because a lot of people, one, don't have the same strategies I do. Two, it, it brings in a lot of misinformation. So if I'm saying it coming from my source, that's where, especially if I'm working with you, that's where you should be getting information. That's where you should be trusting for your own plan. Not some meme you saw online or any of those things that really don't pertain to you, right? And of course, as we move forward in life and a plan and, and you move decades down or years down the line, as we get more info on yourself, someone that knows the context can adjust that plan with the new, with said new info, right? Like if you're a football team, you're playing against an opponent, you studied film prior to the game. When you guys get on the field, the first and second quarter, they're doing something totally different than what they did in film. Of course, you adjust the plan as a good coach. You adjust the plan according to what you're seeing on the field. And that's exactly what, you know, your trusted advisor is able to do with the context that they have. So that's a super important thing. I just see so many people like get seeing all this information. They get FOMO because other people are doing this or that. Not important. That's why people, you know, even people that don't know anything what they're talking about have brought to me, oh, this, this, or this. You know, you saw a lot of the the people that were all those that were, you know, novice day traders, they've gone now. They're not gonna return until volatility returns. They they don't know what they're doing. They just come around when they think they can make a quick buck. Um, but they're all gone. They've stopped talking about it. as you saw in the last few months, they've they're they've disappeared. Um, but that's the lay of land. It's always been like this. Um, 
but you have to understand your own self and not get caught up in that, right? Um, so we had two years of New Street this month. Um, and I think there's been just a great proliferation of people that bought into this plan and bought into what they're trying to do. Um, and that's why we are the fastest growing and top registered investment advising and financial planning firm in the country. There's no one that's kind of really done what we've done the last two years. Um, well, yeah, we're happy about that, but we, we have to double down. We look back at what we did and be happy. You pat yourself on the back. Yes. But you double down into what you're doing in the next few years. That's what we exactly what we're doing. Um, so we'll continue doing that. Um, we'll continue doing that. And, and we really appreciate all the people that are sharing this with people that need, 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 need this advice. So that's, that's our roundtable. Hope you enjoyed it. We're going to move on to the question of the week.